This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Look, I'm throwing everything I got into the draft. Yeah. Everything. All, I am leaving nothing on the floor, or everything on the floor. Wait, how, do, how does the phrase go? What is the cliche? I've left it all out on the floor. Leave it all on so the court. I am leaving it all on the microphone today. Ick. That's okay. We have disinfectant wipes. Good. We can wipe everything Excellent. Out. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, especially since the boss man is coming in after me today because he's filling in. Uh, look, this is what happens in the summer. I'm very excited. We have. There's a lot of stuff to talk about today. I will not be here next week for the NHL draft. Right, and that's a big deal for those of us who uh, follow, cover, love the Hurricanes. I think there's going to be a lot going on next week when it comes to hockey. But tonight is the NBA draft, so congratulations, we have gotten here. I've already put up a couple. Put up, putting up. What the heck? My brain is <laughs> already. My brain and my ability to speak right. is already on vacation. Your brain has one foot out the door. I am not responsible for the rest of the stuff that comes out of my mouth today, uh, unless it's good. So then it's all me. The we're going to talk about the NBA draft today, but the Hornets have the second pick of the draft. So I put up a poll question, but then I also put up a follow up tweet that is a little bit different than the poll question. The poll question is simply this. Who is the best pick in Hornets history? Hornets slash Bobcats history. So, and I'm not talking about the New Orleans Hornets run, because once the team left Charlotte, we stopped caring. We all, you, you, I, well, I'm not a Hornets fan, but for you, for those of you who are Hornets fans, you stopped caring. Of course, they did draft Chris Paul, right? Um, who Who knows where he's going to end up. He's in Washington now. He's on the roster right now. So who is the best draft pick in Charlotte Hornets or Bobcats history? That's a poll that has been put up. You can go to at uh, a gold fan on Twitter uh, and respond to the poll. And the other thing is I ask you to rank the five, and I, I couldn't come up with a better words. I just used it. It doesn't really matter. Worst, five worst top five picks in Charlotte Hornets slash Bobcats history. And so I asked you to rank them in order. Number one being, uh, number five being, well, the most acceptable of those five picks. If you are picking, certainly in the top three, but if you are picking in the top five, I mean, you got to come out of that with an all-star. Yeah. If you if you don't, and, and by the way, the hit rate is not amazing. It's, I think it's worse than if you were if you were picking quarterbacks in the top five. The hit rate on just getting an all star is not great if you're picking in the top five. But there are some good players even on the list that I have provided, even the five that I have provided. Because if you're picking in the top five, you kind of should get somebody who should at least help. You think? So those are the two Hornets related things I put out on Twitter. Go to my timeline at a gold fan. And check those out. Jay Billis is going to join us in 10 minutes. So let's get started on some other matters. They're off. And with the first pick, 
The San Antonio Spurs collect. Can we just step back for one second and marvel at the freakish luck of the San Antonio Spurs? Just the absolute freakish luck of the Spurs. First of all, winning the draft lottery is luck. It is. Even if you have the worst record, it's luck. They've made it so that tanking, while increases your chances, they don't make it great. No. Like, what do you have, like a 15% chance of getting the first pick if you have the worst record? Yeah. That's it. Like, you have an 85% chance of not getting the first pick. Much greater than getting it. So, the Spurs were certainly in that mix, and they had... Basically the best chance, but not a great chance, and it hit. So let me just roll this back to you. The San Antonio Spurs have had the first pick in the NBA draft three times. 1987, they took David Robinson, top 50 player all time, MVP, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. Again, one of the top 50 players in history. They took David Robinson knowing that he wasn't going to play for two years. He had to fulfill his service to the uh, to the Naval Academy. So he served in the Navy for two years. And then David Robinson hit the court. Four of the next seven years after David Robinson showed up, the Spurs won their division. In the other three, they finished second. They didn't have great playoff success, but... First, first, second, 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 first, first. Then David Robinson got hurt and missed the entire season. And the Spurs were one of the worst teams in the league. And the Spurs got the first pick again and drafted Tim Duncan. One of the 50 greatest players in NBA history. And they played together. When Robinson got back, they played together. And now, I mean, they haven't been great the last few years. We all we all understand that. But now, with this prospect, the Spurs once again, bingo. Yep. Corey Alexander from ESPN on the type of prospect that is Victor Wembenyama. The hype is real, and when you look at it, and of course, you talk about you know you hear people talk about he could be the greatest prospect of all time. That's facts. Because when you think about, we've never seen anyone at seven foot five that shoots the basketball this way that can handle the basketball. Are you saying he's a greater prospect than LeBron James? I'm just asking. I I am. I am saying that. And the reason I'm saying that is because, again, when LeBron James came into the game, who was until until now the greatest prospect that this game has ever seen. Now, remember, we're saying prospect. That means potential, which you can be. LeBron James came into the game. We have seen six to eight guys that could handle the basketball before, that could pass the basketball extremely well. Matter of fact, he was six nine. His name was Magic Johnson. We've seen that before. We've never seen what Victor Wembanyama does. All right, I am not going to argue with Corey Alexander at all, because based on what we have watched in highlights, and some people have watched his games, NB, I think NBA.com. And NBA League Pass, I believe, has been streaming a lot of his games over in France. And we have seen him play games against 
uh, G League teams on an international trip. And by the way, he has a teammate who's likely going to be a first-round pick as well uh, who plays with him in France. Uh, based on all of that, I don't know how you argue that he ha- that he isn't the greatest prospect that we have ever seen. LeBron James was obviously an amazing prospect. We saw him play in high school. I believe Jay Billis did the high school game that he played. So that'll be an interesting thing to ask Jay. I'm pretty sure that he and Dick Vitale were the co-analysts on that broadcast. First time I saw LeBron James play a high school game that was televised on ESPN. But when Benyama, to me, is a modern Kareem. When then Lou Alcindor came out of UCLA, he was a an uber prospect. And Wembenyama is the modern version of that. Because nowadays, everybody trains to play a positionless game. Everyone. If you're big, you shoot the ball. You shoot threes. Draymond Green, in his podcast, I've said this before, I think it's a very good podcast. Uh, When Draymond gets off on issues, yeah, not really. But I think when Draymond uh, is talking, just talking about the game, I think Draymond has so much to offer. And he basically said this, I think it was last year, if you can't at least be a threat to shoot the ball from three-point range, you probably don't have a spot in the NBA. Not as a legit rotation player. Everybody can do that. So Victor Wembanyama plays offense like a perimeter player. But he is obviously a great shot blocker. He will be a very good rebounder because 7'3", or whatever he is, with an 8-foot wingspan. I can't even Ridiculous. imagine it's a human being with an 8-foot wingspan. But So he is that guy. So he, that kind of a prospect who can do it all, who can handle in space, can handle in traffic. The only question is when you start playing against, and he's been playing against men, but when you start playing 82 against grown men and the coaching is better and the players are better every single night, how will you hold up? And I would say this about any prospect. Anyone, because that is the unknown when you when this is something you do every day, it becomes a different thing. But my gosh, it's hard to argue that he isn't the best prospect that we have ever seen. It really is, because I don't think I don't think there's a comparison to him. All right. Let me get uh, a couple of more quick things here before we say hi to Jay Billis. Charlotte Hornets pick second the last time. The Hornets had the second overall pick, 2012, and they selected Michael Kidd Gilchrist. That was a bad pick. Yeah. And here's why it was a bad pick. And maybe it's just the era that we play in now, but I don't think it's dramatically different from what it was in 2012. If you select somebody who can't shoot, they better have skills not to be believed that compensate for that. And Michael Kidd Gilchrist was not an offensive player. He wasn't that at Kentucky. Was he a great college player? Yes, he was. But 
that was a poorly made draft pick. Not that Gil, uh, MKG couldn't have been a good player. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. But the ceiling for him was never great. And again, if you are picking number two, you better come out with somebody who has the potential to be great. And he obviously was not. Uh, Brandon Miller, either that or Scoot Henderson. Uh, Adrian Wojnarski of ESPN yesterday, early in the day, said that the Hornets had selected, had basically decided on Brandon Miller, and then later in the day had said, no, it's down to two. Okay, (laughs) which one is it? King McClure from ESPN, who covers college basketball, uh, he has his pick between the two. I think Brandon Miller is more of a versatile prospect. I think off of the dribble, He can create more. His shot is pure. I think that we've seen what he can do at a high level. When you look at analytics, right? Now, Scoot Henderson is 18 years old, playing against grown men, playing in the G League. When you look at the synergy, look at analytics, it's not on his side. All right. There's one more thing. Look, I like Miller as as a prospect better than... um, better than Scoot Henderson, too, because he can shoot. And I hate to boil it down to that, but it, it is the one skill that every great player has unless you are simply a role player. If I told you that Dennis Rodman would be one of the great defensive players and great rebounders of all time coming out of that draft, whatever draft he was in, nobody would take him number two. Because you were drafting somebody who was a non-entity on the offensive end. You have to be able to shoot the ball in the NBA. Have to. And right now, that's the element of Scoot Henderson's job that he can't do. Maybe he will eventually become a good shooter, but that's the one thing he can't do right now. So I'm not saying he won't be good. And if the Hornets take him two, he better develop a shot. But they also don't need him if LaMelo Ball is the guy. So if LaMelo Ball is the guy, then the pick has to be somebody not named Scoot Henderson is the best player. And I'm not saying that Brandon Miller is automatically the best player uh, who isn't Scoot Henderson. But Brandon Miller at 6'9", good defender, really good shooter, and I think has a fun personality, uh, I think he'll ultimately be the pick. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.